Does the thought of tracking expenses and making financial decisions in your photography business just seem like such a daunting task that you'd rather put off? I have so been there, mama. Today, we're going to have a candid conversation about something we all deal with, making smart money moves in our photography business. I mean, who wants to stress about finances, right? So whether you feel like you're navigating your finances like a boss, or you're just figuring out where to begin, I've got your back. Stay tuned because I'm about to share with you how to make savvy financial decisions in your photography business. Let's pretend we're catching up over coffee, which I seriously haven't had in over four weeks, but that's another story. So you grab that coffee, I'll grab a smoothie, and let's get ready for some serious money wisdom. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hey there, mama, and welcome to the Organized Mom Photographer Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and this show is for all you mom photographers out there on a mission to enjoy motherhood while building a thriving photography business you love. I'm a productivity and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and a homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists late night editing sessions, and the endless messes that will one day miss strewn across the floor. Join me every week as we dive into the strategies and mindset shifts you'll need to prioritize, organize, and streamline your life and your business. Gone are the days of sitting on the sidelines, overwhelmed by the challenges that come your way. It's time to take serious action, confidently step into the role as the CEO, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth. Mama, if you're ready to stop feeling like you have to choose between being a present mama or a successful business owner and finally feel equipped to do both well, then you're in the right place. Hey there, mama. Welcome back to the show. I cannot express how excited I am to be here with you today. And I want to talk to you guys about making wise financial decisions in your business. But before we dive in, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Y'all might be wondering, why have I not had coffee in four weeks? Yeah, it's been this thing that I've actually been struggling with for a while. And it is something that I repeatedly think that God is asking me to lay down. And I have given up coffee probably four different times. And I always come back to it. And I always am like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do decaf this time, or I'm gonna drink less, or I'm not gonna put as much coffee creamer or sugar in it. But I just feel like God keeps asking me to lay it down. And I think it's honestly become an idol in my life, which sounds super weird, because it's just coffee. But it's one of those things where the first thing I think about when I wake up in the morning is coffee. And like, when can I get my hands on my coffee? And I'm having a bad morning. So I just needed my coffee. And like, I just feel like it was this problem. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Um, But I just feel like God was calling me to lay it down. um, Hopefully not forever, but for this season so that he can speak to me. And so it has been a struggle, to be honest, Um, going on vacation and wanting to visit coffee shops and, you know, going to coffee with friends and not being able to get coffee or just my regular routine of going to Starbucks for my work block. It just 
obviously doesn't feel the same anymore because I smell the wonderful coffee, but I'm not able to enjoy the coffee. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys that that's something that I have been kind of like, I don't want to say struggling with because it's not like a crazy struggle, but it is just something that I feel like God has laid on my heart and I am being obedient to it, even though it's really hard. So I wanted to share that with you. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Ashley Freehan, and I am the founder here at The Purpose Gathering, which is an online community and education platform for mom photographers. And I just love this part of my business where I get to just pour into you and share with you what I have learned and what I am learning and um, just give you my wisdom and my uh, foresight and strategies and things that have worked for me. Um, so I just hope that you are pumped up and ready to really dive in. If you are a new listener, I just wanted to take a moment and just say, hey, thank you so much for tuning in. And I wanted to just give you a little bit of like insight of what you can expect and look forward to in each episode. So I always love to share something personal with you, um, either something that I'm learning, something that I'm reading, something that I'm going through. Um, I do that a lot in the podcast, but just something specific so that you can really get to know the host behind the show so that we can feel like friends. Um, That is absolutely how I want you to feel with me when you're listening. And I always want to have a question of the episode. So something that you can kind of marinate on. And then I also want you to message me over on Voxer with your answer. So Voxer is a free walkie talkie app. And you can voice message or you can send text messages. And it is by far my favorite app to communicate with my friends, my business besties, my students, even my husband. Um, So if you don't have that app, head on over to your app store and download it. It's totally free. And I just want you to connect with me. I want to hear what you're loving about the podcast, what you're learning, where you're struggling, um, any ideas that you might have for future podcast episodes. So hit me up over on Voxer. And your question today of this episode is what is your biggest struggle in your business when it comes to finances. And to take it a step further, is there a financial decision that you're trying to make right now? Because I think so often we get caught up in finances and we're going to talk about mindset in a bit here, but there's just like so much that comes with finances. And it can be something that is from your past childhood and how you are viewing money. And so I just think it's really important to have a firm foundation as a business owner when it comes to your finances. I know for me that I was never really good in this department. And I still would say that I am learning. I have not arrived. I do not feel like I am super confident all the time, Um, but I have learned a few things. And I do wanna share those things with you today in hopes that they will help you. Okay, so let's jump into my top 10 principles for making wise financial decisions in your business. Number one is to embrace your role as the CFO. You heard that correctly. I said CFO. Most of the time I'm talking about being the CEO, but today I want you to embrace the role as the chief financial officer in your business. I know we're going deep. 
I want you to put on that hat today and I want you to own this role. You might be like, I didn't sign up for this. I know, I didn't either. It happens, right? When you become a business owner, you have all these hats that you didn't know you need to wear, and this is one of them. So I need you to embrace your role as the CFO. I need you to regularly check in with your finances, even if it makes you cringe. I get it. It is a practice. It is something that takes time, but it is necessary and it is important. And a lot of the mom photographers that I speak to, this is not their area of expertise either. We are all very creative, right? That's why we got into this industry. And so sometimes it just makes us want to pull our hair out. But this is an important part of your job. Okay, I want you to understand that Just like I recommend you have a CEO date, I am now going to recommend that you have a monthly CFO date. And I want you to embrace what it means to look at your numbers and analyze your numbers and make those wise financial decisions. I want you to set financial goals. It's really important that you have short-term goals for your business, but you also have long-term goals for your business. And this is not just goals about income. It's also goals about saving. It's goals towards investing. It's goals that you and your spouse can talk about together. Because if there's one thing that I have learned, business is hard and lonely. And if you can bring your spouse on board to help be a sounding board for you, this will be really helpful. Okay, so embrace your role as the CEO. Principle number two, set up a separate bank account. Do not use your bank account for personal items. It is not a slush fund. I had to learn this the hard way, and I think many of us do, right? We get into business, we didn't really expect to have a business, we didn't really know much about business, and so we just started accepting payment and putting it into our personal account. We didn't really understand that to be a legitimate business, we needed a separate business account. So I pretty early on set up a separate business account, but I didn't really adopt the mentality that I couldn't use it as a slush fund. So I basically used my business account as like personal fun money. Like if I wanted to go to home goods and buy some home decor, I would swipe my business card. If I wanted to go out to dinner with my friends and, you know, maybe we were low on personal funds, I would use my business account and so on and so forth. And I didn't really understand that that was a problem again, because I didn't really understand what it meant to have and run a legitimate business. So I'm sure that a lot of you already know this. And so I don't want to spend a lot of time harping on this, but just know you need a separate bank account, a separate checking account um, specifically for your business and don't use it for personal funds at all whatsoever. And we'll get to how you actually pay yourself in the next principle here. Okay, number three is to distribute profit allocations. And for those of you who are not financy, that sounds real weird. You're like, what is that, Ash? Like, break it down for me. Let me do that right now. You've probably heard of this book called Profit First um, by Mike Michalowicz. And if you haven't, I'm going to share about it now because it is pretty life changing. And so I recommend that you purchase it or at least listen to it on Scribed or Audible or something similar. But essentially, he talks about how... When you are a business owner, 
you should take your gross revenue minus your profit, and that should equal how much money you have to spend on your expenses. Now, traditionally, we all think of gross revenue minus expenses equals your profit, right? And so for those of you who are like, maybe like, what is gross revenue again? Gross revenue is all the money you make. Okay, so like everything that comes into your business for that month or for that year, that's your gross revenue. Okay, so we're talking about gross revenue minus profit equals expenses. And so I've adapted this a little bit. If you read his book, he has certain percentages that he recommends for certain allocations. And he does this based on the size of your business. So how much money your business is making per year. Um, And he has like so many worksheets and different things. And so I'm just going to kind of briefly touch on the different accounts that I have and how it has really changed and impacted the way that I do business. Okay, so when I am doing my record keeping at the end of the month that I like to pay myself once a month. And I like to go through and track all of my income. And I'm going to talk about that in a couple steps here about keeping records. But here are the profit allocations that I make. So when all of the income comes in for the month, here is how I break it down. So I actually tithe 10% of my gross revenue to my church. That comes off the top. I always do that first. Then I pay myself my owner's pay. I also have a profit that I allocate. So I put a small percentage into my profit account. Then I have money that goes into my savings account, money that goes into my spending account, and then money that goes into my fixed expenses, and then my taxes. So That is probably very overwhelming to you, especially if you haven't heard of this before and you're like, wait a second, like I literally thought I just paid myself and paid taxes. So let me just break it down a little bit more for you. So your profit is usually between like two to 5% is, I think he recommends 5%. Um, For me, it's generally two to 5%. And my savings and my spending really depends on my income. So I actually have a spreadsheet that is set up with different formulas and calculations in there. So I can actually like play around with Um, the percentages. And I will be honest, my percentages are not the same every month, which is why I don't want to give you like a hard percentage. Um, I definitely recommend grabbing Mike's book Profit First and going through that. Um, And then just making tweaks um, based on your specific financial position. But I will recommend um, for your taxes, uh, save 15 to like 20% Um, as a good baseline. And this probably, you would probably want to save a little bit more if you um, are new in business and you haven't talked to your accountant yet. Um, But this is something that's really important that, you know, saving something is better than nothing, right? So I generally save about 15 to 20% for taxes. And the way that my husband and I file, um, he takes out more exemptions with his W-2. And so I personally never have owed. Um, And so that's how we handle it. And my business is an LLC, just to let you know. 
So I have this really nerdy, cool document inside my Efficient Mom Photographer program. So there is a module where we talk all about finances and getting everything in a streamlined system and having order in your finances. But there is this spreadsheet that is specifically a like income calculator for you so that you can type in like a a certain dollar amount that would be your gross revenue. So let's say like starting at 3,500 and going all the way up to like 7,000, you can type that in and then you can actually play around with the percentages and see how much your actual paycheck would be. So we call your paycheck, your owner's pay. So it's actually a really cool system and template for you to see and to forecast, okay, if I want to be, you know, having a gross revenue of $6,500 a month, let's say, and your owner's pay is 45% of that, you can expect to get paid $2,900 a month. So it's really cool to be able to see how that works. And mine is different because I have a team as well. Um, And so Of course, your numbers are going to look different if you don't have as high of fixed expenses as I do, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, If you are interested in learning more about that program, you can check out thepurposegathering.com slash coaching. So the Efficient Mom Photographer program is my 12-week group coaching program specifically for mom photographers, and it's all about time management and strategy and streamlining systems so that you can get back to living the life that you love and not feeling like your business is running your life. I really want you to create a business that fits into your life the way that you want it to, because there is so much freedom in that. And and that is what I want for you. Okay, so let's chat about principle number four. And that is finding a bank that supports your vision for your business. And this has been really extremely hard for me because so many banks out there are not set up in a way that supports how I want to run my business. Like I just mentioned with all the profit allocations. However, I just heard about this incredible bank called Relay and it's actually a profit first modeled bank. Guys, this bank is absolutely incredible. When I heard about it, I was like, this is too good to be true. It literally allows you to have multiple accounts. You can have as many checking accounts. Actually, I think there's a max, but it's like so many that you wouldn't even use them all. Um, You can have a huge number of checking accounts and you can have two savings accounts and you can title them whatever you want. So I have mine titled just like we talked about. So I have a profit, a savings, a spending account. I actually have a fixed account and a flex account. So essentially my fixed account is all of those bills that come out on auto pay, those ones that just happen on repeat every month. And my flex spending account is for things that are more variable, right? So if I want to um, buy new things or invest in something, or I have supplies that I need to get or things like that, anything that's more of a variable spending, um, I 
take that out of my flex account. And so I actually have um, an allocation that I set up every month where I transfer just a small amount of money into that flex account as my spending. That way I don't overspend. Um, when I see this huge number in my account and I'm like, woohoo, I have all this money. It's like, no, I don't because it's earmarked for all these other things. So that has really been a game changer in my financial journey is having those two separate accounts. And then I have a tax account and I have savings accounts that are earmarked for the different things that I want to save for. So I heard about this bank and I was like, okay, this is amazing. And I was probably like you where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to switch banks. Like that is the worst thing. Oh my gosh, I forgot to even mention the best part. There is no fee. I was getting charged a fee for my last bank and uh, it's so annoying. So there's no fees with this bank. So back to the switch. Like it's so daunting to think about switching a bank. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe this. But at the time of me switching to Relay, I also was in the process of recording that financial lesson for the Efficient Mom Photographer program. And so I was like, you know what? I am going to time how long it takes me to switch over all of my payment information to my new debit card or my new routing number. So I made, I actually have a spreadsheet of all of my um, accounts and things like that, all of my expenses. And I have a login sheet with all of my login information. And so um, that did make it really simple. So I actually just went down the list and I changed the information for each particular place. Now, the best thing that I can recommend that you do is write in Google and say how to change payment information for HoneyBook, how to change payment information for Pixie Set, and just do that for everything that you have, all of your line item expenses, and it will save you so much time versus going into each platform and program and trying to figure out how to change your payment information. So it's absolutely incredible. And I do have an affiliate link in the show notes that you can use to sign up for Relay Bank. It is so incredible and it has been such a huge game changer for me and how I am able to manage my finances, being able to see everything separated. All of those profit allocations are neatly displayed on one dashboard. It's it's incredible. You are going to love it. So don't forget to check out that link in my show notes. Um, the only caveat with them is that they you aren't, as far as I know, able to like withdraw cash. Um, so I, everything is just online based, but I don't actually use cash in my business. I just use my debit card and then you can link your external accounts. So my husband and I have a joint checking account. And when I do my owner's draw, I just send it straight to our checking account. It does take, two, you know, two to three days to transfer, but that is totally fine with me. Everything else that internally transfers through Relay is automatic, obviously, like any bank. Um, but what's really unique about Relay as well is that they have the opportunity for you to set up um, auto draft rules. So once you kind of get the groove of what you're doing with your profit allocations, you can actually set up rules that say every time I get income, every time you know I get a positive amount coming into my account, I want you to take 15% of it and put it in my tax account. I want you to take 
8% of it and put it in a sales tax account. So you can have one of those as well. So you can name the accounts what you want them. You can set up those rules how you want them. And it's very streamlined and so easy. And so this has been really helpful for me to be able to see not just one lump sum of money in my account, but it's all in separate accounts so that I am properly saving for those expenses that are going to pop up. Even like those annual expenses that you're always like, shoot, I have to pay my hosting or I have to pay, you know, for whatever you pay annually. Um, It's just so helpful. So check out Relay. I will have the affiliate link in the show notes for you. So it only ended up taking me two hours to change over all of my new payment information. Literally not a huge time investment for an incredible experience now having used Relay for a a few months. So, So definitely don't let that time investment hold you back when it comes to switching to Relay because it really doesn't take that much time. But the return on the investment that you will gain having Relay will be exponentially greater. I seriously can't recommend it enough. I wish I had found them sooner. Okay, principle number five is to keep good records. Now, you can use a spreadsheet or an accounting software to keep track of your income and your expenses, but this is going to be really important for you to know. When you sit down at your CFO date, I want you to review this. I want you to look at it and say, am I making the income that I want to be making? Um, Are my expenses too high? Am I not able to pay myself because I'm not bringing in enough money? So all of these all of this data, all of these insights are going to help you make more informed decisions in your business. Okay, I want you to know your fixed expenses. I mentioned that I keep a spreadsheet of all of my business expenses, the annual ones, the monthly ones, I check in with these, I want to make sure if I'm being charged too much, I also want to make sure that I'm not um, paying for things that I don't need anymore, right? That's really important as well. And I have this recommendation for anybody Um, to not pay annually for any subscription unless you've used the program for an entire year and you know that you love it and you're not going to switch. Because I've heard so many mamas think, oh, I'm saving money. And they buy the whole year. And then they, they find out like two or three months in that they don't really love it. And then they want to switch, but they feel very stuck right? Because they just invested all of this money. So don't pay annually, just pay monthly until you know for sure that you're going to be happy with that whole year. Okay, principle number six is to ditch your business credit card, or just never get one. Um, I have grown my business from the ground up um, without credit cards ever. Um, I have several friends who started with credit cards and got themselves into a lot of trouble because they were investing in gear and equipment and all this different stuff. And then they realized, shoot, like I'm not going to be making money for a while. And while I do think it's important to invest in certain things, I think you need to be extremely careful about how fast you invest and specifically what you invest in. I also often hear people tell me like, oh, well, I have this business credit card for cash flow purposes. But really, I feel like that is a recipe for disaster because 
you should have a big enough emergency savings fund um, on Relay as well. You should have stuff in place, um, fail safes in place for you to have cash flow. And if you have to use a credit card to make that happen, that's just very dangerous. Um, I actually spoke to a friend once where her and her business partner were absolutely for business credit cards, and I was absolutely against it. And we almost went into business together. And that was actually one of our really big contentions. And I was like, you know what, I just, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I don't know that I ever will. And several, several months down the road, maybe even a year later, they talked to me about how they were like, you know what, we realized that you were right. Like, it was really easy for us to like, think that it was a good business investment and put it on the credit card knowing that, you know, or hoping that we were going to get more work and it didn't work out. And so I just want you to be aware that just because everyone says you should have a business credit card does not mean you should. I just feel like it is a recipe for disappointment and slow growth. So you you might, um, you know, agree to disagree with me on that. And that's totally fine. But I just really personally strongly feel like just credit cards are not not good for business. Okay. Principle seven, investment. Okay, let's talk about investing. So I think, and when I'm talking about investing, I'm not talking about like really deep investments because I'm just really scratching the surface of being wise with your money. But I'm really talking about when you are a business owner, you do have to invest your money in some places. And I think it's really important that you invest in these certain areas. And I definitely feel like you should invest in them in the this order. So number one is education. It's going to save you a lot of time, energy, and effort in the long run if you invest in the right education. I'm not just saying invest in any education. There are things that you need to do in order to make sure it's a wise investment, but uh, investing in education is something that I wish I would have done like right out of the get-go. Number two is software. Um, I want to do a future episode about all of my favorite softwares, but I think software is one of those things that can really save you a lot of time, which in turn will increase your profitability exponentially. Um, Third is in investing in gear. And when I say investing, I mean like once you have started your business, I want you to invest in that order because Obviously, you need gear. And so if you're just starting your business, then start with investing in gear if you have nothing. But I just hear of so many moms who are like, I just can't invest in education right now because I have to upgrade my gear. And I'm like, oh, what are you shooting with? And they're shooting with perfectly capable cameras. And they feel like the reason that their business isn't growing is because of their gear. And I'm here to tell you that I shot on a 5D Mark II for over 10 years. And I was able to grow my business because I invested in education, not because I invested in gear. I actually just recently upgraded to a mirrorless camera, guys. Like I'm so behind the times. I'm so ancient. But no, none of my clients knew, right? I was delivering excellent quality images. And I was investing my money in my education versus my gear. I was investing in software that was going to save me time instead of my gear. And finally, 
invest in a team. And this is a whole topic for a whole nother day, but investing in a team is going to help you be able to grow. It's going to be able to help you get out of those employee tasks, really step into that role as the CEO and be able to grow a business. It doesn't mean that you have to scale the business so big, right, that you're not even a photographer anymore and you're just managing a group of photographers. That does not have to be your path, but you need to think about the future of your business and what it looks like to invest in a team. Okay, principle number eight is pricing. So the principle around pricing is that you need to strike a balance between pursuing your passion for photography and actually ensuring that your business remains profitable. I think a lot of moms feel really charitable and they really like have a heart for creating memories and giving moms and families photos with their kids. And like, I totally understand that. But there comes a point when you do have to have boundaries around how many, you know, sessions that you're giving for a discount, how many sessions that you're giving um, for free. So it's really important that you are keeping your profitability in mind when you're thinking about your pricing. Inside of the Efficient Mom Photographer program, I also have a bonus called the Passion to Profit Challenge. And this is a challenge that really walks mamas through going back and looking at their numbers and really getting fine-tuned and micro about how much time they're spending with each client versus how much they're charging per hour versus what they are actually taking home in their pocket. And it's an eye-opening exercise, I think, that really starts to have moms change their perspective, right? If you um, haven't heard about my new masterclass coming next month, it's called The Profit Shift. And this masterclass is going to be a free masterclass. And I am going to be talking all about three strategies to optimize your limited time and maximize your revenue as a photographer. Because I think those are two of the biggest stuck points I hear from mom photographers is they have limited time and limited revenue. And I am here to help make that shift for you and to really help you hone in on the three strategies that you need to focus on that's really going to move the needle forward for you. So if you're interested in joining the waitlist, you can head to the purposegathering.com slash profit shift. And we're really going to dive in to how to maximize your revenue. Okay, Principle number nine is to invest in business insurance. So I really do believe that this is something that is really important for all photographers to have business insurance. You might not have run into this unless you're a wedding photographer, but oftentimes they like uh, venues will ask for liability insurance. And this might be something that you didn't even know that you needed. And so that's essentially that like if somebody gets hurt, they trip on your gear, or you, you know, turn around and you slam your camera into someone's face and you break their nose, like this is liability coverage so that the person can't sue you personally, right? Um, you That's also a great reason for you to be an LLC so that they can't come after your person personal assets. Um, But business insurance allows you to not only have your gear covered if it gets lost 
broken or stolen, but also gives you an opportunity to add liability coverage so that you have protection um, against, you know, accidents and things like that. So that's definitely something to consider. I personally use the Hartford for my business insurance. Um, I'm sure that there are so many other places that you can check out. Um, I think Hill and Usher is another one that I have used in the past. And so definitely do some research about your business insurance, but you'll definitely want to make sure that you get at a minimum, you know, covering your camera gear. And also there is another line item called errors and omissions. And that's something too, that if anything was to ever happen with your like um, memory cards, and maybe they go corrupt, and you lose your entire client's get, you know, photos, um, there is coverage on that as well. So it's just a added layer of protection for your business to have this insurance. And then finally, principle number 10 is to set up an emergency fund. Start with $500, save $500 in an emergency fund and aim to fully fund your emergency fund with three months of your fixed expenses. This is just going to give you peace of mind if you are behind um, on paying some of your bills because income is low. It just gives you that cushion and that buffer. And it just, I can't even tell you like how much peace and calm I feel just knowing that I have money set aside in case anything were to happen. So I hope that you have found value in today's episode. I know it was a lot of information. Um, Don't forget to check out Relay. It's such an amazing bank. I have been so happy with it. Um, Again, the affiliate link is down in the show notes and I want to hear from you. So if you haven't had a chance yet to send me your answer over on Voxer, let me know what is your biggest struggle right now when it comes to business finances And maybe there's a financial business decision that you're trying to make right now and share that with me as well. So my username over on Voxer is a freehand and I cannot wait to chat with you. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. To become a part of our free online community of like-minded, ambitious mom photographers, head over to thepurposegathering.com mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. We would love to come alongside you and support you on your journey. If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to take a minute and leave a review. Your review would mean so much to me and help more mamas just like you find this show. I'm seriously so proud of you for taking time out of your busy day to invest in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this mama. And until next time, remember to slow down and savor every moment of this beautiful journey called life.